you are a Locked On Braves postcast. Part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Your team every day. And the Atlanta Braves are the division champs yet again. Fifth consecutive year. They win the National League East and only took 161 games this time this season to figure out a way to get it done. But the Braves did just that. They beat the Marlins by a 2-1 score on Tuesday night. And with that, Atlanta is able to cap off what was an improbable comeback to win the division over the New York Mets, eliminating New York with the win in Miami tonight. We've got so much to talk about here on the Braves Postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. We hope you're along for the ride here already, subscribing on YouTube. And, of course, check out the Amazon Fire and the Roku apps. You can find us there as well. And make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Braves, of course. And all of that is a good way to keep up with us and keep up with what has been uh, quite an exciting team. I'm Grant McCauley. He's Jake Mastriani. We do this after just about each and every Braves game. But, Jake, some are just a little bit sweeter than others, and this may be the sweetest of the bunch. They got it done. I would be lying if I said I didn't have my doubts throughout the year if they could actually come back and win the East. But, man, they did it. And, boy, did they make us sweat it out. I didn't think I'd be treating Game 161 like Game 7 of the World Series. But uh, quite the dramatic finish there. But they get it done. They scratch out another win. They sweep the Mets and come back and win the NLEs. What a performance by this Braves team. Yeah, it was tremendous. And as they often say about many things in life, it takes a village to get it done. And the Braves certainly utilized different guys at different times, playing different roles. There were some trades that were made, some rookies who were promoted, and all of it added up to a division winner for the Braves for the fifth consecutive year. They win their 101st game, the most that the team has won in two decades. So all kinds of things went right. And it took all of those things going right to be able to get past a club like the New York Mets that had a 10-and-a-half game lead on Atlanta on June the 1st, and the Braves came storming back. All Atlanta has done since then is, and I wrote this down, 78-33 and record, 45 games over 500. They chased them down. They got past the Mets with that sweep over the weekend, and the Braves overcame the biggest divisional deficit to go on and win one. Since the Seattle Mariners got past the Angels back in 1995, i just like to point out the symmetry and the poetry of all of that is 1995 was a pretty good year for the Atlanta Braves. Let's talk about game number 161. Give me the totals for it. It's game two of the three game set. The Braves pick up the win two to one. The final score 101 and 60. Now the Braves record two runs, eight hits, no errors, 13 men left on base. Marlins 68 and 93, a run on four hits, no errors, seven men left aboard. Jake Odorizzi. You want to talk about giving somebody a game ball for this one? How about all, all of, uh, the things that we have discussed with Jake Odorizzi, just looking to find any kind of consistency and give the Braves a chance to win. He did that and then some tonight. He's 6-6 six and six on the year with his five innings of one-run ball to pick up the win. Braxton Garrett was wild, but the Braves didn't really take advantage of all the opportunities, but they got just enough. He takes the loss. He's 3-7. and seven. Kenley Jansen, his 41st save. Three hours, nine minutes. It took 14,138 at Lone Depot Park to see it. Uh, Jake, I think we need to start with your namesake there, Jake Odorizzi who gave the Braves, I think, the best and most important start that he's made in an Atlanta uniform with his five innings of one-run ball, seven strikeouts. He did allow a solo home run, but the Braves' offense did just enough to get this thing done, and Odorizzi did more than enough, I think, to give the Braves a chance to win this game. Yeah, I like what he said best in the postgame uh, during the celebration, saving the best for last. And, yeah. and boy, did he. And certainly, you know, we talked about it coming in. 
just give me one good start and I'll forget about everything else that happened before this. And he came up big in, in a big spot and gave the Braves exactly what they needed, getting through five innings and then handed it over to that bullpen. So, again, he knows it. He admitted it. Things have not gone well for him since coming over to Atlanta, but what a big spot for him to come through like you said, in one of the biggest games of the year for this Braves team and get it done because offense struggling a bit to score some runs. And thankfully, he was able to get through five innings mm -hmm. and do just enough to give this Braves team a win. So it's kind of crazy. The clinching game, the game winner goes to Jake Odorizzi. I would not have guessed that. No, you probably wouldn't have, especially what a week or a week and a half ago when he was busy giving up eight earned runs in a start. One of the toughest starts any Braves pitcher had had all year. And you had to wonder, is this guy going to start another game for the Braves? As it turned out, he'd start a couple. Last time out wasn't too bad, but he wasn't really as sharp as he probably wanted to be. But the Braves were able to figure out ways to work past that, and the reason why was the bullpen. But Jake Odorizzi was dialed in today with seven strikeouts and the uh, one walk allowed uh, over his five innings, only two hits. So maybe we'll call this the Jake Odorizzi game, game number 161. The bullpen, though, came up big. Colin McHugh, Rysel Iglesias, A.J. Minter, and Kenley Jansen who was one pitch away from an immaculate inning. That would have been quite a way to clinch a division. Four innings for those gentlemen uh, altogether, no runs and seven strikeouts. Yeah, if it wasn't for that try-hard Jordan Groshans trying to foul off some pitches right there and then trying to get an immaculate inning in. But, uh, you know, we've talked about this bullpen now, you know, best bullpen in September, and they just continue to roll. I mean, it's becoming a five-inning game now. You saw that in that Mets series. If the Brave starters can get through five innings, you feel pretty confident handing it over to that bullpen. A.J. Minter, a little shaky in that eighth inning, loading the bases, but was able to escape. And then Jansen, I've been saying, when that cutter is on and he has command of it, as he did this night, he is the Kenley Jansen that's, you know, one of the best closers in the history of baseball. So he's been, he's been on that lately and certainly great to see it, see him close it out with pretty much no drama there in that ninth inning. Yeah, top 10 all-time in saves for Kenley Jansen. He passed Dennis Eckersley. They were tied. 41st save of the season, a big one for Kenley, and one that he really didn't give the Marlins much of a chance either. It looked very, very good. Braves scored their couple of runs in this one. Ronald Acuna Jr., the RBI single in the second inning. And then you had William Contreras with a slow roller of the third baseline, able to beat it out. Travis Darnot scored the go-ahead run, and the Braves just needed the two runs. They would have loved more, left a few guys on base. But as it happens, those two runs were good enough. Now, the Braves were 23-27 and 27 on May the 31st. As I mentioned, they went 78-33 and 33 down the stretch, erased that 10-and-a-half game deficit to the New York Mets to become division champs for the fifth consecutive season. You know, Jake, we look at that June the 1st you know, date quite a bit, and we think about what the Braves have done since then, but you have to think about, I think, at, at the core of all of that, two players in particular. Michael Harris II was promoted in late May, and Spencer Strider joined the rotation in late May. Those were critical moves for this club. We talk about it going into every season. It's going to take unexpected performances from players you weren't really counting on going into the year to have a special season. Almost every team will tell you that, and they will get that. And Michael Harris and Spencer Strider certainly delivered that. Look, Adam Duvall doing the best he could defensively in center field. I do think it was hurting him a little bit on the offensive side. You bring Michael Harris into center field. Ronald's able to start playing right field. It settles down the outfield so much. And then when he starts hitting the way that he did, winning his third Rookie of the Month award in September, I mean, just made it so much better on this Braves team to get them going. But 
again, he was brought up for his defense, and that certainly helped a ton in the outfield. But what he delivered offensively uh, just went beyond, I think, when anybody could have imagined. And Spencer Strider, I mean, the guy, unbelievable. I mean, over 200 strikeouts, the quickest of 200 strikeouts by innings in a season. You, When you look back at the season and you look at what turned it, as you said, I think you have to look to those two rookies and what they are able to do. A big month of July for Austin Riley, one of the best mm -hmm. months we've ever seen from a Braves player in franchise history. Dansby Swanson stepping up in a contract season, having just an amazing year as well, a career year for him, playing gold glove level defense. William Contreras stepping up again, unexpected performance out of him. I mean, you have to get those guys. And we talk about the bullpen and look, I see Tyler Matzik walking around during the celebration. He was one of the best relievers for the Braves last year, came up huge. He's not even really a factor among the Braves' best bullpen guys right now. And that just tells you you've had other guys step up. Dylan Lee stepped up. Colin McHugh doing his job in those middle to late innings. So, uh, I mean, it's just – it really is a group effort. You hear everybody talk about that and say it. But, man, the performances that Braves got from unexpected sources this year uh, was just unreal. Yeah, it starts, I think, with the rookies, but there are so many different guys that made different contributions, some of which were expected. We knew that there was going to be a different club on the field in 2022. It was going to look and feel familiar from the 2021 club, but Matt Olson's the new guy at first base. Meanwhile, Ozzy Albies misses most of the year thanks to a couple of injuries. That's something I don't think that you really thought about was how much time you'd be spending without Ozzy. And when you talk about injuries and comebacks, I mean, I don't think anybody's had a longer road than Ronald Acuna Jr. did he went down, remember, in Miami back in July of 2021. His season was over. I thought, Jake, it was poetic and just a kind of a beautiful thing, synchronicity, whatever you want to call it, that it was Ronald Acuna Jr., not far from the spot where his season ended a year ago, squeezing the final out of the division clincher. And it hasn't been the season Ronald Acuna Jr. would want. And you saw him come back. He's still in bases. I mean, he's trying to play like he normally does and you know the the nagging injuries coming off serious serious surgery you know just weren't allowing that to happen and to the point where the Braves told him he needs to start picking his spots and you saw that you mm -hmm. know throughout the rest of the season and he's had to take some breaks and and take some time in the DH it has not been an easy year for Ronald Acuna Jr. and yet he's still come up and he's still been a good player at the top of the Braves lineup he's still giving you great defense in right field with that arm and the range combined with Michael Harris in center field. So it's really exciting and fun to see Ronald, who you know it was killing him last year, not being able to be a part of that team, to be a part of this one and to come back after that significant injury. Uh, I'm just really excited for him, excited for Matt Olson, as you mentioned. I think he would probably say this hasn't been the year that he wanted to have, even though the extra base sure. hits, the RBI production, all there. But still, you know, to come in his first year in this team, feeling some pretty big shoes that were left, he has done, you know, an amazing job as well. And I'm happy for him to see him being able to experience this in his first year in a Braves uniform. So, so happy for those two guys who weren't able to be a part of it last year, getting to see that success this year. Yeah, a lot of fun, I think, obviously, for everyone as far as this thing's concerned, whether it's Matt Olson, Ronald Acuna Jr., who were not a part of the big celebrations a year ago or at least weren't on the field for that. In the case of Ronald Acuna Jr., it's exciting to see him back out there and a part of everything good going on for the Braves this year.
Now, if you don't have a bullpen that's as good as the Atlanta Braves is at locking down games and saving leads and just protecting things, then you might want to look into our friends at Simply Safe because the numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home, customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. Save 20% off your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month for free. Simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Now, the Braves have managed to clinch the division, which means, Jake, that game 162 will have a much different tone than the all-hands-on-deck approach that we were talking about just a few hours ago, where it could be Max Fried on the mound, but I can most certainly imagine that Max Fried will probably not be starting game 162. And now the Braves can rest up some of their guys and get ready for the National League Division Series, but there's still a lot to be decided as far as opponents and matchups and scenarios when it comes to that. That's why it's so important, obviously, to get it done. There's many reasons that you want to, but you know, to be able to give your guys a rest with what they've had to do to come back in this season certainly is important. You heard Snicker say it after the game. Glad they were able to get it done now. You can give your guys a rest, the rest that they need. That bullpen obviously taxed in that Mets series. Uh, and then again here. So that's very important. I know there's always that worry of rest versus rust, but I think with the season the Braves just had, be a good opportunity for them to get some rest, come back in that division series, be ready to go. So certainly happy for that. Again, you know, Max Freed would love to see him pitch again, but, you know, whether he does and maybe pitches a couple innings, I'm really glad to see, obviously, the Braves get it done in 161. I wish they would have made it, you know, a little less dramatic, but either way, a win is a win, as we always say. Uh, And hopefully these guys will get rested up Get ready for that division series back at Truist Park, where the Braves had over three million in attendance this year and have really been a big advantage for them playing at home. Well, the Braves do not have to play another game as far as the playoffs are concerned. I guess they got the one more to close out the regular season, but the next time that they take the field, it will be October 11th, that Tuesday, as they await the team that they're going to be playing, of course, with a wild card round getting started on Friday, October the 7th. Quite obviously, we've talked a lot all season long about the New York Mets. Uh, I'll say, you know, absolutely, they were a worthy opponent. Now they find themselves not going home. They're going to the postseason. They have been a good club all year long. They're just going to have to clear an extra hurdle that the Braves don't have to uh, as a luxury of winning the National League East, which was a hard-fought battle over the New York Mets and culminated, I think, really, we felt like, with that three-game sweep and the Braves, of course, finishing off the one game they needed down in Miami. But It's going to be really fascinating to see. The Phillies also punched their ticket to go to the postseason. The Padres are going to be there. The Cardinals and the Dodgers, of course, are the other two division winners. It's a really exciting field with a lot of different storylines for each of these different teams, whether it's a club like the Dodgers that had the best record in the National League, a team like the Cardinals that has some veterans kind of making their last stand, a club like the Mets that's an up-and-comer that's here for the first time in a while, and, of course, the Padres who have been – you know, trying to make the big moves to get themselves in the postseason and the Phillies ending, what, a decade uh, or 11-year drought of the postseason play to get themselves back in. A lot of different storylines, and I think it's going to be an awful fun October, but then again, I kind of think every October is awfully fun, and I think 2021 may be the most fun I can remember in a while, so we'll see if it matches up to that. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. You mentioned a lot of teams, you know, the Mariners breaking their playoff drought. Phillies haven't been in a while. I think it's just even more impressive for what the Braves and the Mets have done in a division. Very good. Three teams making it. You know, we saw the Marlins tonight. I mean, they just ruined the Brewers series in their last 
series they play. They tried to to ruin the Braves here at the end. They obviously have some very good pitching. They just got to get a little bit of offense. So a very good NL East. But yes, I'm always excited for October. Obviously, as just a baseball fan, I'm really excited to see what this new playoff format looks like. I'm glad the Braves have avoided the new part of that format and they don't have to play in that wild card round. I would never was a fan of the one game, you know, wild card. I just think that's not baseball. So I'm glad they're going to a series type of round there. So it should be a lot of fun, a lot of really good teams, especially in the National League. I mean, you mentioned it, but the Dodgers, the Mets, the Cardinals, the Phillies, the Padres, and the Braves. I mean, those are all very good teams that I can see getting hot, going on a run. So should be a lot of fun. I can't wait for it to get going this weekend. Well, it should be an awful lot of fun to do a little bit of watching for a while, but for the Braves, of course, you know that they want to get healthy in advance of the NLDS. Alex Anthopoulos was on Bally Sports giving a couple of injury updates that, of course, are of note. Spencer Strider, uh, according to Alex Anthopoulos, who did throw today off flat ground, will continue that progression and eventually get off a mound, uh, but he does feel like Spencer has a shot of pitching in the NLDS. That's good news. Ozzie Albies, though, Anthopoulos said that's a long shot to have him on that roster. It looks like maybe NLCS might kind of be uh, the next logical place to look for Ozzie Albies. But, of course, as we well know, you got to win to get there to start thinking about that. But good news to hear that Spencer Strider is progressing, feeling better, was able to finally throw and test out that side, and hopefully he's able to do the things he needs to do to get back on the mound, be feeling comfortable and ready to throw the biggest games of his young career as the Braves advance to the National League Division Series. Now, of course, we'll start on October the 11th. That wraps us up here. Of course, the Braves will wrap up their season on Wednesday afternoon in Miami. Game three of the series, game 162 on the year. It'll be to be determined versus to be determined on the mound. That's as far as we'll go with that. 4.10 p.m. Eastern time is the first pitch at Lone Depot Park. We appreciate you as always joining us here on the Braves Postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Check us out on the apps on both Roku and Fire, uh, Amazon Fire, and make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Once again, the Braves with a 2-1 victory. They clinch the National League East for the fifth consecutive year. They celebrate a division title, and now the work begins in earnest as the National League Division Series awaits the Braves when they wrap up this season. We'll be talking to you again after Game 162 and, of course, all the way through the playoffs. He's Jake Mastriani. I'm Grant McCauley, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks again for watching, and we'll talk to you very, very soon. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 